not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And oftentimes, the most righteous thing you can do is shake the table. I'm asking you to believe, not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours. There is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. What's up, Bulls, and welcome to Lead Now, a spinoff of Lead On, where we talk to students that are driving change at University at Buffalo. Let's lean into their stories and learn how to lead now. Hey, Bulls, welcome back to Lead On. You're here with Sarah and Kelsey. We're here with Ciara Biaz and Samiha Islam, diversity advocates for the Intercultural and Diversity Center. Diversity advocates, or DAs, are student interns committed to promoting diversity, advocacy, and social justice at UB. By increasing their awareness and knowledge of diversity-related issues, DAs will create dialogue that explores the definition and perception of diversity. In addition to being DAs, Ciara is a senior studying legal studies and criminology, and Samia is a sophomore double majoring in health and human services and statistics. You can reach out to the IDC if you have further questions, and the IDC also has a wide range of events that you can check out on UB Linked. So thank you so much both for being here today. Um, how are you both doing? Doing good, excited as we're starting diversity advocate recruitment, as you said. The application does actually close March 4th, so oh. there is a deadline for that right okay. now. And yeah, we're excited and ready to continue the school year. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for being here and for being able to uh, promote the wonderful work that you all do as diversity advocates. We're so excited to hear a little bit more about your university experiences. Um, so to get us started, would you mind sharing uh, a little bit more about your experience here at UB um, and talk about some of your leadership experiences and specifically what made you take on these roles? I can go first. So I've actually had the opportunity to have multiple leadership roles on this campus, one of them being um, a publicity coordinator for the Latin American Student Association during the 2019 to 2020 academic year, as well as part of the dance team. I'm a Namichi for that year and this current year. I've been a diversity advocate for the past three years. Um, I've also been part of the Distinguished Visiting Scholars Mentorship Circle that UB has put on for the 2020 to 2021 and this academic year. And I've also been part of the Student Journey Project since my first year here at UB, which is documented my journey throughout college. Um, so I've been very involved on campus. Just and a little. That's awesome. <laughs> Just yeah. a little bit, you know, <laughs> none too wild. But I pursued these roles in order to find like my people and my safe spaces, as well as serve as a means of representation and create safe spaces for other students on campus. So that was really my drive for becoming involved in all these different organizations and offices that UB has to offer. Love that. Thank you. So I have a little bit of a different story. My freshman year was pretty much dominated by the pandemic. So the IDC is my, I would say, first like formal leadership role on campus. Um, but a little more informally, I am part of the undergraduate steering committee at the School of Social Work. So we help 
um, advocate for the inclusion of social work classes and like non-humanities majors and like drafting new course curriculums. Um, and prior to this, throughout high school, I was always involved with like community activism and volunteering in Rochester. Um, I've been volunteering with a group called Baraka Muslim Charity. That's part of my mosque since 2013. And we've gone from just giving out groceries to people living in the city to now we host like a fully fledged soup kitchen, um, refugee resettlement services. Um, and I've been working as a grant writer there over the summer. Awesome. Grant writing is such a great skill. So props to you. Um, yeah, sorry. That was just <laughs> random tidbit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the two of you have fantastic leadership skills, but I love that you kind of pointed out that they're two different versions of leadership. Um, you know, one of you definitely have a lot of experience, but you're also a senior. And then the other one of you, it's more of a formal leadership role for your first time here as a diversity advocate. But I love that you both have this obviously this passion for working with others um, and really giving back to that community, um, both in volunteer and leadership roles. So thank you so much for all the work that you do, uh, both here at UB and outside of it. Um, we definitely, I don't think we'd make it as far without the both of you. Yeah. And I think you both described like, kind of like your vision of uh, like your time at UB of like where your leadership was and where it's going. Um, so I think that's really great. And I think that's um, a special skill for leaders to have. Um, how would you both describe your leadership style and how do you go about developing it um, every day? So for me, I would say my leadership style is less about being in charge and more of just being a good listener. Um, when it comes to developing it, I guess it's just the realization that and just the acknowledgement constantly that you are not the, I'm not really the expert on anything. Um, I think leadership is about being able to listen to people who have their own, I think people are the experts of their own experiences and being able to understand what they mean and kind of translate that into like action steps. And as for like how I developed it, I started getting involved with like social justice activism type work when I was a freshman, sophomore in high school, around the time when like the like 2017 immigration ban on Muslim majority countries started. And I had a lot of refugee friends that went to my mosque, that lived in the city, that went to my school. And I came up with like an event where we could talk about um, refugee issues and the value that they bring to American culture with guests from the Rochester area and as a, like a dialogue. And I think that was like my first experience where I realized like being a leader is really not about me giving my ideas. It's giving platforms to people who have their experiences, but just need to be able to share them. Yeah, for me, um, in terms of giving my leadership style a specific label, I would say my leadership style is empathetic. I'm someone who leads with emotions and wants to understand others. And how I developed it, I'm just a very emotional person in general. And I strive to be someone um, that others can see comfort in. And I would say that I am a genuine person and I like to lead my interactions with intentions. So I would say like that's how my leadership style came to be. And I feel like you can see that through my facilitation skills, I always try to make sure my personality still shines through when facilitating and making little comments and having these personal conversations with people to make people feel comfortable and to have those type of relationships with the people that I interact with in this position and then some. 
Oh, I love that. And I, I want to touch on something that you both kind of talked about. Um, I see a lot of, based on your descriptions of your own leadership styles, I see a lot of authentic leadership, but also servant leadership in the things that you've said. So being able to lead with those emotions and really understand like what people might be going through, but then understanding what they're going through and then being able to provide platforms for those folks um, who maybe need a voice or don't necessarily have a strong voice. Um, and I love, Samiha, what you said, you're not the expert in everything. <laughs> It's fair. It's true. Um, and I love that you're able to like recognize that now um, as something that I know I'm definitely recognizing, even as a staff member, you know, students always look to us and say, hey, like you're a professor, you must be a leader. Not necessarily. Um, I see myself as a leader on occasion, um, but I'm definitely not the expert in everything. And I think that tends to shock people that leaders don't know all of the things. Mm -hmm. If they did, we wouldn't have any of the problems that we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Accurate, yes. <laughs> so kind of moving forward to talking about some of those problems, um, as diversity advocates at UB, um, you're often tasked with being able to have conversations around some of the challenges that face some of our students. So talk to us a little bit more about um, some of those challenges, but also how you're trying to kind of turning those into maybe transferable skills. So things that you'd be able to use in your career and life after UB. Um, for me, in terms of formal skills and experiences that I've had within this role that I see being transferable to my career and life after UB is definitely have to do with public speaking, networking and working with teams and administration. So I've had to do a lot of public speaking due to this position, but also due to my major being legal studies and criminology. But I still have a lot of improvements to go. And I feel like this is something that I'll definitely run into whatever potential career I will pursue. And also in terms of networking and building those connections, but I feel like more importantly, maintaining those connections. At college, you know, you can meet so many different people and you do, and UB in general does have a lot of resources, but it's about utilizing those resources and maintaining, I feel like, those connections over time. That is the most important, but also one of the hardest things to do. So I feel like that's something I would run into with my potential career. And also working with teams and administration. My experience has been quite smooth with working with different team members and administration here at UB. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the dynamics that come with chains of command and power dynamics within groups is something that is sometimes difficult to work through and something that will be a problem that I will continue to face in whatever workforce. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that the communication with other groups outside of our office is something that I've been wanting to work on more and that I think this position will continue to try and build on because when it comes to like, you know, for example, I run top topics where we discuss, you know, issues like mental health, um, the experience of black students at UB, different kinds of things. We have the space for that and we're the facilitators, but then when it comes to actually improving the experiences of the students who are having these conversations, it can't just be us. It has to be mm -hmm. UB counseling. It has to be health promotion. It has to be administrative wise, anyone who can come and join and just listen. So um, we've definitely started doing a lot more collaborations with those offices um, since I've started working here. And moving forward, I think like just from I'm volunteering at different places around Rochester, I feel like generally 
whenever there are issues in communities like urban revitalization or um, issues in the school system, there are so many different organizations that could address it from standpoints like food insecurity or like um, giving school supplies or like creating free college programs. But without good communication between all of the groups who are using their unique skill sets, the problems can't be addressed as concisely. And so I think that's an issue both in this office, but with most systems that I'm continuing to try and understand and process. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And I just want to add, I know you mentioned tough topics. Can you let our listeners know when tough topics are? Um, for sure. Semester? So tough topics for this semester are every Tuesday, 2 to 3 p.m. in the Intercultural and Diversity Center, SU2. 240. Um, we're not going to be having any through the month of March since we're doing diversity advocate recruitment, but starting, I believe, what is that first Tuesday in April? Um, starting April 5th, we're going to be having tough topics for Asian American and Pacific Islander month. We have a ton of great topics coming up for you. Some of them may or may not involve food but we hope that you can come and join us. We've got some really, really great stuff planned regarding like Asian students in college, their experiences, South Asians in the diaspora specifically, um, talking a lot about history and current events. Awesome. Um, and I'm guessing there'll be more information on UB Linked. Yes, so if you follow the Intercultural and Diversity Center on UB Linked, sign up for our listserv, you will get notified about all of our events. Or you can just stop by Student Union 240 and ask anyone in the office. Awesome. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I also just wanted to touch on what you said about, like, well, I think you both said about, like, working on teams and communication, like, how important that is, and especially in college, for college students, like, your first start, probably, of working on teams is, like, a classroom project or like whatever it might be like your school project um and really taking advantage of like those times to like figure out what your role is in those groups um is also just like a really important leadership skill and transferable skill for your future because you're always going to be working with people um or collaboration might be necessary so i think that you both um bring a good transferable skill forward so we are getting to the end and we like to close our episodes with advice. So if the two of you could both share um, the best piece of advice that you've been given, we would greatly appreciate it. So one of the great pieces of advice that I received recently in terms of leadership and also finding your place in this world is strive to make a lasting impact but that impact could also only be one person and do that towards working, making a lasting impression and a legacy and try and find out one thing that you're good at and contribute to it and excel at it and, because no one can do it better than you can in that position. So that would be my little negative advice that I received. For me, I feel like there's two different ways to go about how the advice that I'm following right now so like personally just trying to live your life giving a selfless kind of love to people so to understand what your personal values are you don't have to be a leader to make an impact 
as long as you're trying to, you know, give out your love selflessly, then you'll end up positively impacting someone. And then also just as you become, grow into more of a leadership role, remember to take a break. And taking a break does not mean giving up. It does not mean that you're falling behind. It just means that you need time to recharge so that you can continue to deliver the best quality and give the best performance that you can. Because you can't give unless you have something first. Absolutely. Fantastic advice from both of you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, we've just loved hearing your perspectives on, and it came out in your advice too, on authentic and servant leadership. Um, so I really, really appreciate both of you saying that. And I absolutely agree. Make sure you're taking breaks, especially for all of our listeners, um, whether you be staff students or you're, uh, you know, maybe not related to UV at all. Um, please make sure that you are taking that time to recharge when you need to, um, especially for our listeners now. Um, it's the middle of almost the middle of the semester, or at least it feels like it. it feels like it should be April. Um, it's almost <laughs> March. So that's fine. Um, but definitely take that time to recharge because it'll allow you to um, create better connections, be a better teammate, um, lead with your emotions, and also be a really good listener. So thank you everyone so much for your time today. Um, but then also thank you to our listeners for listening in. And we'll uh, talk to you all next week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Lead On. We hope you join us next week to discover more secrets of great leadership. In the meantime, lean in and lead on.